Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Queen City Podcast. I am flying solo and finally back. This is your only host for the day, Taylor Story. The other two uh, happen to be dealing with some illnesses with both of them, so hope that they get better. Uh, last time you guys heard from me, I was in the state of North Carolina. Now I have moved down to Florida. Uh, I dealt with a few troubles on the way here, but uh, we are back in business and ready to go. So let's dive into this week 11 preview. All right. Glad I get to spend some time on this by myself. Let's do a little bit of Thursday night review. Titans Packers. That was a tough one to watch. As you guys know, I am the resident Packers fan. Uh, if you ask me what exactly happened in that game, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on this season. The team just looks bad, although have, there have been some bright spots, which is nice. We'll talk about a few of those there. But let's first talk about the winning team, the Tennessee Titans. Tannehill looked like he was just unstoppable. Uh, if you happen to start Tannehill, which probably a lot of you did not this week, congratulations. You had a really good week there. Um but really the bell cow of this team, Derrick Henry continues to just dominate. Um, he took a while to get started this season, and now he's continuing to pay dividends. I mean, he's throwing touchdown passes. I believe he was two for two yesterday, which is just sad to see as a Packers fan. We, I mean, pretty much bottled him up. I believe he had 87 rushing yards and and a, a on-paper bad game for Derrick Henry, yet he still scored uh, tons of fantasy points for your team which is great. I've definitely got Henry in a bunch of spots. So glad he had a good game for fantasy purposes. He had around 25 points, depending on what league you're in, uh, with his two touchdowns and one passing touchdown, which is, ugh, I hate thinking about it. I hate thinking about it. But uh, another news, the pair of rookie wide receivers looked great, actually, on Thursday night. Traylon Burks and, again, Christian Watson, who now has five touchdowns. Uh, in the last week, and I believe is the most touchdowns for a rookie this season, which is really good for him, really good for the team, and really good for people who started him, which is me, against Graham this week. So I wish Graham was here to uh, be able to talk a little bit of smack. Uh, Christian Watson having those two touchdowns and five touchdowns in his last two games. He was uh, four for 48 with two and a really nice grab on a free play from Rodgers. Um, but yeah, Derrick Henry is uh, your now number one running back in standard, number two in PPR, which is it's just great. I mean, he's had over uh, 13 carries in every game, uh, at least 17 carries in every other game. He only had 13 in his week two game against Buffalo, and we all know how those week one and week two went. Just not good. But Derrick had a really nice bounce back game against Denver, and it's just good to see him playing well. So. Uh, really good looking forward for these rookies. They're going to have a good end of the season here. I feel like Burks is back from his injury. He had a lot of nice balls from Tannehill, and those two guys seemingly are going to be hooking up uh, a lot going forward. Burks having seven for 111 last night. Um, you just think he's going to get into the end zone here sooner rather than later. He still hasn't had that first touchdown on the season, uh, but I feel like it is coming, especially now that he is Seemingly healthy. He got back last game and knocked some rust off. He had six targets, eight this game, and he is looking to bounce back nicely for the rest of the season. So willing to bet he's out on your waiver wire somewhere. I would try and grab him up. It looks going to be harder after last game, but if you're a guy that 
is dealing with a bunch of these injuries, which we will get into as we go through these games. He is a guy that I could look to as a flex start against some of these better matchups that he's got for the rest of the season. We, he sees Jacksonville. He sees Houston. He sees Dallas in the playoffs. So Burks could be one of those guys that doesn't lose you a week. Uh, he might not win you a week unless he gets one of these another one of these 18-point games. But Burks uh, and even Christian Watson are two guys that I'd be looking to pick up here and fill into those flex spots as the year goes on. Christian Watson seems to be proving to be that guy for Aaron Rodgers and on a team that doesn't have a guy. Alan Lazard looks terrible. If you started him, you're pretty disappointed, and I, I don't know what I'm doing with him going forward. Presumably the wide receiver one for the Packers, but he does not look like it. It looks like this is now Christian Watson's team, which is not saying a lot because the team is garbage, but going forward, I would rather have Christian Watson than I would Alan Lazard rest of season. So until that changes, that's where I'm at. And let's move on into the preview of games this week. <clears throat> so before we get started, we've got four teams on by this week, Jaguars, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. So a good slew of fantasy relevant players, several on the Dolphins, a couple on the Jaguars, uh, even a couple on the Seahawks. We're losing Several playable quarterbacks, I'd say one from each team is a viable streamer, if not a starter every single week. So some people are going to be in some pretty tough spots, that is for sure. But first game of the week, we're going to look at Chicago at Atlanta. All you can really say about this game is ride Justin Fields for the rest of the season. Uh, his rushing floor is apparently now extremely high. He is looking like he's going to be a league winner. He could be a matchup wrecker. It, it, that's all you can start on the Bears. Cole Komet is coming back from an injury. That's the only other guy I would even think about. But I, I, even then, it's be tough because the throwing still isn't necessarily there for Fields. But even this is a good matchup. So if you have to play Komet, I would. If you are in a really tough spot or a really deep league, you know you can get one of these Bears receivers. That could be an option. But I would stay away from those guys and just just ride Fields. Um, I, I think this game could actually be sneaky high scoring. The defenses aren't the best, and these quarterbacks like to sling it. They've got a lot of uh, playmakers on both sides of the ball. I, I'm personally probably going to start Kyle Pitts and Drake London this game, and probably Cordero Patterson just because I'm going to have to. Injuries, bye weeks, things of that nature. I would start. I would start the playmakers on the Falcons. Maybe not Mariota. I I think there's a few better options. Like surely you, one of these. In your leagues, you probably picked up Fields, and Mariota's just a guy that was also sitting there, and you went Fields, you got lucky. So you're riding Fields for the rest of the year, especially in single QB. Uh, in Superflex, if you picked him up like I did, and I'm also playing him against Graham this week, are hoping he just continues to have these 40-point games. So we will see. But other than that, not much to talk about in a Bears-Falcons matchup. Uh, start a few guys, especially with these injuries, like I said, with these bye weeks, and Let's move into uh, another terrible NFC team against a good AFC team, Carolina at Baltimore. Carolina, sorry, Graham, nothing really to say here. I, I wouldn't start anybody except for Foreman. Everybody's kind of too in and out. Starting DJ Moore if you if you have to. Uh, at this point, if you're starting him in your wide receiver slots, things probably aren't going well for you. If you can flex DJ Moore, I'm fine with that. But really, you want to start Deontay Foreman. Uh, until you can't anymore, until he proves to be 
not the guy, but he is in that offense, and Chuba Hubbard is just not is just not not it. So starting Foreman, um, and then over to the Ravens side of the ball, Mark Andrews practiced fully on Friday, which is great to see. So he should find his way back into lineups. Uh, speaking of injury or just being out, Lamar Jackson has been battling an illness, and he has not been fully cleared. Uh, he will most likely play, but I wouldn't say he's a hundred percent. So certainly not benching him. I would temper ex- expectations at the least. Um, he was a late addition, so it's something he's recently dealing with. He did not practice on Friday. That doesn't mean anything to me, though. He's going to be ready to play if he plays. So not practicing Friday doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't mess with me. But uh, Harbaugh said he does expect him to play. So. Other than that, there's not too many players in this game I'm looking to start. Again, maybe like a Duvernay or Kenyon Drake if you really have to, if you're really getting hurt by injuries. But uh, those are going to be dart throws, uh, to say the least. So moving on to another crazy game that is Cleveland at Buffalo, but really it's at Detroit if they can make it there. I think last I've heard the game is still on. There's certainly a chance that something goes wrong as I'm talking in this game cannot be played, which have been rumors of, but I'm willing to bet this game plays. It's the NFL against weather. They're going to find a way. <clears throat> Sorry, but uh, yeah, this game's moved to Detroit. Um, really, you're starting Chubb, Diggs, and Allen. That much is for certain. David Njoku on the Brown side of the ball is coming off an injury. I feel like I would personally look elsewhere. There's several other options, a couple guys rising up that I would more likely play than a tight end coming off an injury in a game that's just been weird. You get these teams moving around, weird things can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo drops another game. Cleveland just runs this ball out with Chubb uh, and Hunt, and something weird happens. I don't know. This game, anything could happen in this game. So, as far as a few other guys, Gabe Davis is flexible. Like I said, there's injuries everywhere, so Davis is probably going to find himself into a bunch of lineups. Uh, other than that, I'm not really looking to start anybody. But Josh Allen, obviously, is going to get his. Stefan Diggs is going to get his. I think these guys are going to have to put on a show to get a win here. Uh, Cleveland's going to want to control the ball. They're going to want to run the ball. This is going to be Brissett's last game before Watson comes back. I believe they go by week and then Watson is back. So if you've got Brissett and you're not playing him this week, you know, you're set Do do the right thing and just drop him. Now pick somebody up before this game. And, and then you can just have an extra player in your lineup because you're not going to have Brissett anymore because Deshaun Watson is going to be back. And actually they, they just had their buy. Sorry. So they're going to Deshaun Watson is going to return uh, week 13 at Houston. So Brissett will have one more game, uh, I believe. So because of that bye week, he's going to be out 11 games. So if you've got to, I, I still would probably drop Brissett um, if you're not starting him this week. So you just want to get ahead of the game. If you're not starting him this week, odds are you're not starting him next week. Uh, so drop him, pick up a guy that could be valuable to your team, especially going into the playoffs. If you're a team that you know is going to make the playoffs, Definitely drop Brissett because by this time, everything's taking shape. Dump him. Pick somebody up that's going to help you in the playoffs. Maybe you've got a wide receiver injury. Maybe you've got a running back injury. Take a shot on one of these guys that could potentially fall into a role uh, in the in the coming weeks and could potentially be a league winner. So uh, moving on to the next game, Washington at Houston. A lot of, a lot of bad matchups this week, I will say. Uh, really, you're not looking to start anybody in this game. 
the two notables I would say is JD McKissick is out. So starting Gibson and Brian Robinson could actually be good. Gibson more so because he will get the receiving work. Uh, it's becoming a theme. I am also starting Gibson against Graham this week. So sorry about that when Gibson goes absolutely ballistic. And then you're starting Terry McLaurin. Um, that's it. I don't know if I'm starting Heineke. It's it's up in the air. Is Wentz coming back? Is he not? Heineke's going to give up the job for sure. I think he should keep it. I think he's just a better player. He plays harder. That's just me. That's real football talk, not fantasy. But I, I wouldn't start Wentz or Heineke if I didn't have to, whoever plays. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't start Davis Mills. So I, I don't want anybody on Houston's side except for Damian Pierce. He's certainly going to be started. Uh, other than that, McKissick being out and Gibson being in the game is is the biggest news out of this game. So not a lot of action here, but we move on to uh, a team that was previously undefeated, now not Philadelphia at Indianapolis. This is a game where I feel like Indy's going to play hard. Jeff Saturday is going to get these guys ready to play. I love that he's the coach there. He He's going to get them up. He's going to get them ready to go. Jonathan Taylor is officially back after that game last week. I think they're going to pound the rock. They're going to give Philly a hard game. Philly has not played the best opponents, uh, the, and, and they're certainly going to have to run the ball with this good Eagles secondary. So look for JT to have a good game. I think I'm starting Michael Pittman just because I'm probably going to have to, especially with Matt Ryan throwing the ball. I think it's better than uh, Ellinger throwing in the ball. So it's good news for Pittman. Back on the Philly side of the ball, Dallas Goddard is out. He is on IR. So Devontae Smith and obviously A.J. Brown are must-starts. And I would even throw Miles Sanders into that. They might have to rely more on the run if they don't have one of their good pass-catching weapons. So this team should still be operating pretty well. I don't know if losing Goddard necessarily throws a giant wrench into this Eagles offense. Uh, It certainly hurts, but Smith, Brown, and Sanders can certainly pick up the slack. I feel like we might even see Jalen Hurts running it a little bit more this game, so keep an eye out for that. He might have a – if there's a bet out there somewhere, which I'm sure there is, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have a rush touchdown. He's had one in his last four games now because he had one last game. Willing to bet he gets another one here. Probably Vultures one from Sanders, but that's all right. Excuse me. All right, now we move on to a few more AFC teams. Within the division game, Jets at New England. Obviously, Brees Hall is out, so Michael Carter would be a start if you're in a pinch, by weeks, injuries. At this point in the season, that's the theme. You get past week 10, everything is how many injuries is a team dealing with, and whoever's dealing with the least amount of injuries is probably going to win your fantasy playoffs. So let's hope you get lucky. Let's hope everybody stays healthy, but these there's these guys out here that you can find, uh, diamonds in the rough, as you might say. Michael Carter could step in maybe score a touchdown if the Jets can move the ball against New England. Obviously, Bill Belichick is going to look to take away one of the facets of the game. Is it going to be the rushing game? Is it going to be the passing game? I I personally think Bill Belichick is going to try and key on and and just shutting down Zach Wilson, not letting him do anything. That's probably going to be the easier method. So the Jets could look to run the ball. I I could see Michael Carter getting 15-plus touches. So if you have to start Michael Carter, I don't know how good those touches are going to be. But... Honestly, he might be the only guy that I would be okay with starting in this game. I don't really want any Jets pass catchers. Uh, Garrett Wilson, again, if you have to, and I really don't want anybody on the Patriots, but that's just me. I just don't think it's going to be a necessarily a high-scoring game. I could see this being some sort of 17-14 to 14 game. 
Jets, uh, New England using Ramondre Stevenson to just run the ball. Jets using McCarter to run the ball could be a very quick, very low scoring game. If you've got to start some guys from this game, things are looking pretty rough for you. But really, the two running backs are going to be the guys that I'm even okay with starting from this game. But uh, moving on to a game that could see some more points, even though we're missing a few players, Rams at New Orleans. Cooper Cup is out. This is obviously a massive blow to these playoff teams. Cooper Cup has likely carried these teams to being first, second, third place in their league, and now he's gone. Uh, can you trust Stafford? Can you trust any other pass catchers? Is this finally where Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson step up? I I don't know. I don't think I'm clamoring to go get them. I feel like some of them are probably still on the waiver wire. Maybe Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson's probably rostered. And I don't. I'm not even wanting to start Stafford at all. I don't know how many points this Rams team can put up with Cooper Cup not being a constant threat out on that offense, and they really can't run the ball. I don't want to start anybody in the running game. I don't want to start anybody in the passing game. It's. Just, I'm just really staying away from the Rams until I can see what this offense looks like without Stafford. Am, am I starting Higby? Probably, but that's really it. I think Higby could have a huge game. If you've got Higby in Dynasty, this after this week could be a really good week to sell. Surely he has a blow-up game, and you can dump him off, If especially if you're rebuilding. You know, you look to get a better player going to the playoffs here. There's The possibilities just open up after this game. Uh, on the New Orleans side of the ball, I, I want Chris Olave. I want Alvin Kamara, and even Jawan Johnson. He could be a sneaky play. We saw last week Jawan Johnson had 15 points. The week before that, he had 13 points. He's getting a lot of targets. He's got four touchdowns in the last four games, two coming in week seven in Arizona. So he's getting looks. He's getting the ball. This could be a, another sneaky start. Jarvis Landry's back in, but I think the chemistry is starting to be there between Andy Dalton and Juwan Johnson. I don't think Jameis Winston is back just yet. I don't even know if he's going to start. I saw a snippet today about how not playing is hurting Jameis Winston's soul, uh, which stinks. I mean, he's a great guy and a good player. I just don't think Jameis Winston is going to get this job back. Andy Dalton's been decent. Um, they haven't sunk. They haven't did anything good either, but Andy Dalton's not just throwing games away. So Andy Dalton's likely going to stay there and and do what he can do best. I mean, they're playing against a tough Rams team, so let's see what's going to happen. But those three guys, at least the two guys, Alavi and Kamari are in my lineup. And if I've got to start Juwan, I'm going to start him. So... That's just where I'm at in those games. Um, another another just interesting matchup, Detroit at the Giants. <clears throat> Not a lot of players here I'm willing to start. I don't want either of the quarterbacks. Uh, I'm going to start Swift. I'm going to start Amon Ross St. Brown and uh, Jamal Williams if I have to. Um, Saquon Barkley, Barkley, I'm obviously starting, but really the entire Giants offense is looking pretty banged up. Uh, Kenny Galladay's injured. Wanda Robinson's injured. Daniel Bellinger is out. Evan Neal, an O-line, and Joshua Izudu, another offensive guard, both questionable. Uh, Evan Neal is doubtful, so he's likely out. But the guard is questionable, and who knows what's going to happen. Saquon Barkley is still probably going to do Saquon Barkley things, but again, like Lamar Jackson we talked about earlier, kind of tempers those expectations for Barkley. I, I don't know if he's going to be that boom week, he's going to really have to have one of his better weeks of the season if we're going to see him go off. I mean, bright spot is it's Detroit's defense. I think if he catches a few passes out of the backfield, he can he can take them for six. But other than that, I, I don't know if I'm expecting too much 
from either side of the ball here. I feel like Detroit could maybe start to run away with it if Swift and St. Brown are having a game. But that's if those guys really play well. Uh, other than that, obviously looking to nobody else on either of these teams. Uh, and then we move on to two more disappointing teams. Uh, another theme of the week, Raiders at Denver. Uh, big news out of here, Devontae Adams is injured and he might be limited and he is still questionable, listed as questionable. Uh, I'm really avoiding David Derek Carr in this game. Uh, I'm probably going to ride Josh Jacobs, um, but if Adams is limited or even out, uh, I, I don't know what I'd do. It's really just Jacobs. Adams, you obviously have to start if he's playing, but again, temper those expectations. I don't know if he's going to be that weak winner that we typically see with uh, with Devontae Adams. Uh, another wide receiver that's dealing with injuries, Jerry Judy, he is out. So Cortland Sutton could be a really good start against a bad Raiders team. And dare I say, Russell Wilson is a little sneaky start here. Uh, Russell Wilson, maybe this gets him back in a groove. Divisional opponent, it's a bad team. Russ could toss a couple touchdowns, look to Sutton's way, look Greg Joltich's way. Uh, I don't know if they're going to run the ball because it's just not that good. But this could be a get-right game for Russ. So let's see how that plays out. Uh, really, I'm avoiding a lot of people in that game, especially if Adams is out. I'm avoiding everybody but Jacobs. Even if Adams is in, I don't really want Carr. He's just not been all that usable, honestly, this season, which is kind of sad because I do like Derek Carr. I like the way he plays, but he's really just capped off at that 20-point mark. I mean, hes it's rare that he's going to lose you a week. He had a bad week against New Orleans, but other than that, he's had over 13 points a game, uh, but he hasn't gotten more than 22. So if you need to win a week, if you find yourself needing to absolutely blow that, you know, you're playing the one seed and you got to go to the playoffs, maybe you try and find someone better. Maybe you try and trade Derek Carr. I don't know. Find a better option of someone that's going to actually put up 30-plus and really win you a week. So we move on to Dallas at Minnesota, which what should be a good game. Uh, the obvious Kirk Cousins in the primetime spot at 425 against the Cowboys is always nerve wracking. Uh, we'll see how Kirk Cousins plays, but his number one target, Justin Jefferson, has been cleared with that toe injury. He practiced fully. I know he was a little banged up middle of the week, but he is going to be good to go. Uh, you're starting TJ Hawkinson. You're probably flexing Thielen. Other than that, you know, you're starting Dalvin Cook, nobody else on the Vikings. And I think I'm starting all the big names on the Cowboys except for Zeke. I'll, I'm probably starting Pollard over Zeke if I've got both of them, which is sad because, you know, Zeke is a little banged up. Even if he was fully healthy, I'd probably try and not start Zeke ever again. He hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game in, I think it was 19 straight games, which is, you don't hear that about Zeke. He's He's the man. He's been the man, and it's just sad how big of a downfall he's taken. But you're starting Lamb. You're starting Dak. Uh, I'm probably even starting Dalton Schultz with Dak in there. He's one of his good targets. And I'm starting Pollard. So there's not too many guys I'm I'm benching in this game except for Zeke of the big name guys. So it's it's going to uh, it, it's rough for him. It's it's hard to see that fall from Zeke. We traded him in a. Big Dynasty League the other day, I was able to tack him onto a trade, which is great to see him go. I mean, you couldn't trade Zeke for a third-round pick right now, I feel like, which is which is pretty gross. But would I do it? Yes. Uh, do I want to do it? No. So uh, on to a little more exciting game. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Jamar Chase is still going to be out. So Higgins and Boyd should be good starts. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, Pickens is really the only startable wide receiver. Personally, Deontay Johnson could be. He hasn't been really any bit of helpful any week this season, which is which is sad. I know he's been banged up too, but he is healthy. Um, but yeah, Deontay has, has been very disappointing. I traded him in a league, uh, in our home league. He's had over 10 points three times in PPR. And he had 10 last week, four targets or four catches for 63 yards. And it, I just don't see it getting better this game. The, the upside with Pickens, I feel like, is more than what we've got with Deontay Johnson. Kenny Pickett likes Pickens. He's got a, you know, he just got, he's got a 14 point game, an 18 point game, 16 point game. So if you're starting anybody from this game, I want it to be Pickens. And I'm really trying to bench Deontay Johnson. If I've got better players, I'm benching him uh, and sticking with the Steelers and people I'm benching, probably Najee Harris. Uh, he was banged up as well, but he is back uh, and he's lost snaps to Jalen Warren. But uh, both backs will be in. I'd honestly stash Jalen Warren on your bench if you can. I could see Najee, if he keeps playing bad, uh, losing more and more snaps, more carries. Najee's still going to be the better pass catching back. But I, it's been tough starting Najee all year, especially I've got him in my most expensive league, so that has not been very fun. Um, but I'm starting the other back, Joe Mixon. Starting him, confidence. Starting Joe Burrow. And that's it for that game. So uh, on to the game where I think the most points are going to be scored. This is always a barn burner. I should say basically Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert uh, or the Chiefs at the Chargers. There's going to be a lot of points in this game. You obviously want to start Mahomes. You want to start Herbert. You want to start Eckler. Those are the must starts. Um, on the Chiefs side of the ball, if you need to take a shot at a wide receiver that's probably going to have a long touchdown, take a shot. The most confident guy I'm in is Tony. I'm starting him. Um, as far as anybody else, it's really just close your eyes and take a pick. If you need a guy, they're going to be on your waiver wire. Pick one up, start him. Hope you get lucky. Hope you catch a 60-yard touchdown, and that's it. Uh, on the Chargers side of the ball, Mike Williams and Ken uh, Keenan Allen actually practice in full on Friday, and they are likely going to play, but can you trust them? I think I trust Williams more than I do Allen. I could see Allen maybe re-aggravating. Uh, he is older. He had a worse injury. Allen could be a potential to re-aggravate. Maybe he only plays half the game. Maybe he's very limited. I don't know. It's going to be hard to decide, but really you're starting the two quarterbacks in Austin Eckler, and there's going to be a lot of points. Somebody is going to score touchdowns in this game. It's just going to be hard to decipher. So at the end of the day, just pick up the quarterbacks, play the quarterbacks, obviously, and hopefully you get lucky if you've got to pick up one of these other guys and play them. Uh, on to the final game of the week. We are 49ers at Arizona. This is a Monday night game, and Kyler Murray is questionable for a Monday night game. This is the hardest decision for fantasy managers. Do you sit a guy like Kyler Murray and pick up somebody else? You know, uh, a Jared Goff, a Derek Carr. Do you pick up one of these guys and bench Kyler Murray, who is much more explosive because he has that hamstring injury and because he is on Monday night? I, I don't know if he's going to play. If you have, if you want to start Kyler, you better make sure you have the Cardinals backup quarterback just as a insurance policy. Uh, if he plays. If we know he's playing before going into the games on Sunday, you have to play him. I think it's just a big question mark. 
I, I'm actually having to sit him for Andy Dalton again this week in in a league, which is very sad. But I, I can't risk it. I'm in the first place in the league. I've got to win this week, so I'm not going to risk it with Kyler Murray. I don't have any other options, so I have to do it. They might get Hollywood Brown back this week, which is great, though. So whoever's playing quarterback could have a good week, obviously throwing it to Hopkins, but no longer throwing it to Zach Ertz. His season is over, which is very sad. Um, as far as the other side of the ball, you're starting McCaffrey, uh, you're starting Debo, you're starting Ayuk, and you're starting Kittle. And this could even be a game where if you can pick up Jimmy G and you've got Kyler Murray, I would be fine with riding those two out and seeing if you can play Kyler. If not, play Jimmy G. I think he's going to have a good game against the Cardinals. He's probably going to have a couple touchdowns. Uh, and really another big question is Elijah Mitchell. He had tons of carries last week, which was pretty surprising to me. But uh, there have been talks of him splitting carries with McCaffrey. I mean, he had 18 carries last week for 89 yards. If that continues to happen, he's going to fall in the end zone. And maybe you pick him up anyway because one of these guys is likely going to get hurt down the stretch. And if McCaffrey goes down, it's Mitchell's backfield again. And Jeff Wilson's gone. So if Mitchell can stay healthy, I want him on my team. Uh, probably a good dynasty buy, honestly. Uh, especially if you're making a little of a run here, buy him for cheap. He's obviously not the starting back, so maybe you get lucky and he's going to win you a championship. So same thing in in redraft. You know, If he's on your waiver wires, it's probably going to be smart to pick him up. Stash him on your bench if you can. Maybe he turns into something. That's what the, rest, the end of the season is about, especially if you're locked into the playoffs. Pick up guys, maybe they turn into something, and they can easily win you a week. We see it every single year, uh, and it always happens. Uh, but that was the preview for the week. little quick one for you. Uh, proved, proved a little tough to do a solo podcast, so kudos to you, Graham, and I hope the two of you guys feel better. So good luck on Sunday. We are coming up to the playoffs, so hope you guys are looking good. Hope you guys are winning games, making good decisions, and I hope everybody is staying healthy. All right. Peace. Oh man, flew through that. That was tough. I'll stop. Just hope I didn't miss anything. We'll find out.